Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker III, and you are tuned in to another edition of Next Level Leader Podcast. I'm so grateful to have you connected today, wherever you're watching and listening around the world. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. This is where we hope to strengthen leaders. This is Leader Language Spot. This is the space that so many of you have continued to make on the top podcasts on leadership around the world. I'm thankful for you, and I make no mistake about it. I want you, if you're a first-timer, to let me know where you are listening from. Send me a message at Joseph Walker, the number three. That's Joseph Walker three on Instagram. And of course, I encourage you to share if you're being blessed by this. Share the link with someone. Tell them to subscribe. It's our goal to reach over a million people on this podcast. And I'm so grateful and thankful for the opportunity to continue to put out content that I believe will be beneficial to us all. Thank you so very, very much for supporting. And uh, I'm just thankful. If you want to learn more about our content books, invite us to come in to speak to your group or et cetera, josephwalker3.org. That's how you can connect with us. Well, the long-awaited topic today, I'm going to help you as a leader know how to let people go. It seems like an easy thing, right? But it really has a certain strategy tied to it. There are moments when you realize that someone on your team and your organization needs to be released. It's easy to just as a leader say you're fired, but let's be very clear. I think it's important to understand how do you do it with dignity? How do you have the conversations with people that need to happen so that you don't allow your entire organization to be paralyzed and or become toxic because of a negative relationship that needs to come to an end. So if you're listening, you're a leader, manager, et cetera, you're like, wow, I need to know how to release people from their positions, even out of my life. Maybe this will be a blessing to you. Get a pen, get a piece of paper. Let's go. Here it is. Number one, you have to address apathy. First thing you'll discover when it's time to let someone go is when you see people becoming complacent, people who are literally just getting a check, doing the bare minimum. I see this so often in people who were once motivated and all of a sudden because they're working through their own issues of identity or issues of purpose, they often become lackadaisical on the job that's paying them, that's providing for them. So you basically are able to see people benefiting from your organization but not putting back maximum support or energy to it. And often they only become reactionary, never proactive, always just responding to what you ask them to do, but never coming up with creative ideas or moving the needle forward. That's when apathy sets in. It's always the first indicator that this person perhaps has outlived their season in your organization, or perhaps it's time for you to, to prevent this person from allowing apathy to become contagious 
because people in your organization will see how you tolerate it and begin to look at that as the new normal, the new standard. You don't have to dummy down your organization to accommodate someone who's become apathetic, who's working through their own issues. This is the, the light, the red light in the car that says something's wrong. Pull over and deal with it. So we've got to address this issue, apathy, because if you don't deal with that, when people become apathetic, it becomes a pattern, a habit, and it becomes a new normal. You can't allow your organization to thrive with apathetic people. Here's number two. You have to have the hard conversation. I know for some of you listening right now, like, whoa, that's it. That's it. You just don't know how to engage in that conversation. I wrote in my book, Leaderships. It's a book out there on leadership through transition and change. I encourage you to get it. I talked about dealing with the elephant in the room. And so often we talk around the elephant. We don't want to address it head on. But I just really believe that you have to learn how to deal with the elephant in the room. You've got to just go after it hard and say, look, this is an issue. This is a problem. And I have to address it. As a next level leader, you got to have those hard conversations. I have learned that it's best to just deal with it head on, not avoid it, just put it out there. And just because you're having a hard conversation does not mean it needs to be controversial. Uh, it doesn't need to be confrontational. It's just simply the tough conversation. You're confronting this issue of apathy. You're, you're being honest about what you observe. You're asking the tough questions to the individual so that they can come up with the answers that might help them make a better decision that it's time for them to transition. Don't allow it to sit. You can't avoid this. You've got to approach it, confront it, and have the tough conversations, no matter how difficult it might be for you. As a leader, you are called to do this. You cannot delegate this to anyone. As a leader, you have to do it. Here's the third thing. Don't make excuses for accommodating inadequacy. How often have we seen this? We know a person is no longer operating at optimal, no longer competing at the level they were, but we continue to accommodate, aid and abet their inadequacies. We see the dysfunction. We know that they're the ones that's holding up the organization. Other people are having to take on more because this person isn't adequately prepared. This person doesn't meet deadlines. This person doesn't necessarily become a team player. And as a consequence, we keep accommodating, keep accommodating. You cannot listen as a next level leader. You cannot continue to make excuses. Well, they're going through this. Or, well, they're dealing with this. No, no. It's that way even personally, in your own personal relationship. Think about it. You see someone accommodating someone's inadequacies and saying, well, they were just too busy. They forgot about my birthday. Or they forgot about our anniversary. Or they just do this or that. It go Listen, at some point, you have to hold people accountable. Leadership is about holding people accountable. It's about never dumbing down your standards to accommodate that which is inadequate, incompetent, et cetera. So you have to be willing. Once you confront, once you deal with this head on, you've got to declare no more excuses. I am not going to aid and abet anyone else's inadequacies. 
I feel that that resonates with many of you who are listening now. This is one of those moments where you just pull the car over or those moments when you're sitting at your desk and you're like, wow, that's it. That's it, right? I know it. And it, it, it's not even so much intuitively you know it. You know it. Like, it's, 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 it's full frontal nudity. You see it. Everybody sees it. It's no secret in the organization. Everybody knows this person is inadequate. It's just you are just trying to figure out, because you've got a big heart. I get it. You're just trying to figure out a space for them. Maybe I'll put them here, that. Let me tell you something. You don't move dysfunction around, inadequacy around your organization. You can go to the doctor. The doctor tells a patient, you know, you have lung cancer, but don't worry about it. We got it. The person rejoices. Ooh, well, well, doc, how big was it? Well, it was pretty big. We got it. We just transferred it to your liver. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Why would you move the cancer? It's the same thing we do in organization. We know a person is inadequate, no longer has the capacity to function, but we just move it around. You take inadequacy from one department, put it in another department, it's the same thing. As a next level leader, you've got to make these tough decisions. And it's going to require you saying, no longer can I accommodate inadequacy. If I am going to achieve my milestones in my organization, if I'm going to achieve the things we're set out to do, I cannot do that. And that's a, that's a real deal. That is absolutely a real deal. So you've got to be clear about that. Let's, let's lay it out there. Let's be honest. No longer can we accommodate that, right? All right, here's number four. I'm going to spend a little time here. Oh, boy. I'm going to really spend a little time here. Are you ready? All right. Watch this. <sighs> Trust your instinct. Trust your instinct. You know, um, <laughs> this is a big one because as a leader, one of the things that I tell leaders all the time is that it's as if though God gave us a third eye. He gave us, you know, like a, a third ear. We hear things differently. We, we see differently. We, we're visionaries. And so our ears are always to the ground. And so our instincts are heightened. So whenever we have in our spirit and our instincts that this situation is not going to come back the way it was, that the relationship has changed, the dynamic of the working relationship and our personal relationship has shifted, you have to trust that. And you can sit back and make excuses for it, or you can say, oh, we're just all so tired, or we're all so busy. But let's just be clear. You know. Intuitively, you know. Instinctively, you know when the dynamics, the temperature of the relationship has changed. It's seen in the person's work, which gave rise to their apathy. It's seen when you begin to have those conversations how they become defensive, et cetera, no longer open to criticism, but very combative, you know, the relationship is shifting. And you have got to get to a place as a leader. I've learned this, how to trust my instinct. Much of what I've been able to accomplish in life is because I have never second-guessed myself. I felt like if something was in my spirit, in my mind to do, I was going to do it. I was going to trust it. Follow your first mind. I want you to really write this down. Follow your first mind. Often that's the one. How often have you done something and said, man, I should have. Sometimes you can keep people past their expiration date in your life, in your organization. And when that thing spoils, then you're upset because you know, I should have dealt with that. I don't want you as a next level leader living your life in regret, talking about what you should have done, should have, could have, would have. No, I want you to clearly and concisely trust your instinct. Got it? 
I know that's a big deal. I know what you're saying, but Dr. Walker, what about my emotions? What about this? You know, you talked about emotional discipline. Okay, yes. Don't, do not allow your emotions to guide your instinct. Your instinct is that gut. It's, it's the discernment. It's, 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 a, it's a mixture between what is intuitively known to you based on what you are practically and logically saying. You have good sense, so you know, but it's also spiritually given to you based on discernment because the Spirit is confirming to you, look now, I'm making you see this. I'm revealing. Revelation is to move the cover. So I am revealing this to you for you to see it and make the necessary decisions in order that you might go forward. The worst thing that can happen is for it to be revealed to you, you see it, and you yet not deal with it. Because instinctively, you know it. You know it. When you're around it, you see it. You know. You mumble when you walk away, I've got to deal with this. Oh, I've got to deal with this. This is not going to be good. Well, you're going to have to deal with it. That's why I am teaching this one today because I want to show you how to let people go. Now watch this. Here's a good one. <laughs> Develop an exit strategy. One of the things that I think is so incredibly important when you are preparing to release somebody is just develop an exit strategy for them. Don't just, you know, you don't have to use a machete and just cut a person off. You can use a scalpel. Showing them a way, a path forward. Showing them that you, you know, even though the, the working relationship has come to an end or is coming to an end, show them a path forward, how you perhaps can extend certain gratuities to help them land on their feet. Remember, you're a good person. Remember, your organization is a good organization, so you want people who've come to your organization to land on their feet. Even if they try to dismantle what you did, never let it change you. So when I release people, I don't wish them harm. I want them to progress in the area where they are. They're great in what they do, just not with my organization. So it, they'll be great. What was a B or C work to you can become an A plus to someone else. So you don't have to you know, be negative about it or you don't have to kill a person's potential by ruining their reputation because it didn't work out with you. No, you just simply say, you know what I want to do? Develop an exit plan. I want to have a conversation with the key stakeholders of my organization so they can hear it from me. I want to make sure my team understands this person is transitioning and that it's and how it's done and how you communicate it and how you control the narrative. It's going to be incredibly important that no new narratives begin to rise up. Narratives that may be inconsistent with the genuine reason why the person needs to transition. So it takes a little while to work through that, right? But it's important. Develop an exit, you know, develop that. Help that person, you know. That person needs to go to another, you know, organization or job. You know, and let them go. It's important, right? So you be the leader that you're called to be. I have found out, man, even when people have done me wrong, if I just continue to do right, right will always come to me. So don't be a retaliatory leader. That's not a next level leader. No, you just keep being you. And watch how you will continuously be blessed. Your organization will continue to thrive simply because you choose to come down to levels beneath what God intends for your life. Okay? Now, here's the deal. <laughs> Number six, I talked about it a little bit, but communicate with your team. You got to share with your team. You got to get ahead of the narrative. You got to be able to say, listen, team, this person has worked faithfully. They've been amazing. And we want to express our sincere appreciation for, you know, their time we'll spend here, et cetera. Now, obviously it's not a, a, a you know, it's a, it's, it's an individual decision. Each, each individual decision is different. And, you know, you just can't do that if you have a person that was trifling and, you know, tried to disrupt the organization and you, you know, you don't want to, you know, legally put yourself on the hook to say, well, 
they were just so amazing when you know they weren't. And then, of course, that person can come back and use that in a litigious manner to say they thought I was so great. Why did they let me go? So you just want to be careful about the language, but make certain that you do uh, share with your team, share with your staff, and not only share with your staff about the transition of the individual, but also the distribution of roles and responsibilities of that person so that people will have a sense of who's doing what and why. And I think that's going to be the tremendous blessing tied to it all. So, hey, this is um, this is important. I think communicating with your team matters. Uh, people are going to be working through their emotions about it. There are certain relationships that have been built up that maybe you're not privy to as a leader. But at the end of the day, if you get ahead of it, share with your team, uh, it can be a tremendous, tremendous asset and blessing to you and your organization. All right. Let's review for a second. You want to do that? All right, let's do that. So we have to address apathy, right? We're going to deal with this idea of folks who are just apathetic and not progressing. That's kind of our first red flag. You know, you're no longer motivated. You're reactionary. You're no longer proactive. Uh, you're doing the bare minimum. So this apathy is a sign that perhaps this person's season is up in my organization, right? So I have to have the hard conversation. I've got to confront it. I can't get around this. I've got to say, look, this may not be comfortable for either one of us, but we've got to deal with this because what we're doing, the work we're doing is bigger than us. And so I think when you begin to have the right conversations, I think things begin to move in the right direction. And of course, you know, you don't make excuses for accommodating inadequacy. If a person isn't operating and performing at optimal levels, you're not going to just, you know, change your standards for that. You're going to just deal with that and say, this is a problem and we want to, you know, move forward with that. And then of course, you know, you really want to uh, trust your instinct. You know, you want to make sure you are absolutely trusting the spirit of God in you, trusting your instinct. When your instinct is giving you a nudge and say, hey, it's time or this is that, you got to trust that. You have got to trust that as a leader. And of course, you want to develop, you know, kind of a, an exit plan, you know, a swift exit plan, actually. You, know, you don't want a person sitting around your organization who wants to resign and you're like, oh, they'll be resigning in three months. Let me tell you something. Listen to me quite carefully. If a person gives you their resignation, they've resigned two months before you even got it. <laughs> so it's very important that you try to make this exit plan, exit strategy happen expeditiously, swiftly, so that person can carry on with their life and your organization can move on with yours. And as that exit plan is in motion, you want to communicate with your team, with your staff, so they can help and understand. Here's the final thing. <sighs> Listen to this. This is going to be a blessing. All right? So don't hire until it heals. Don't feel the need to replace a person right away. Let the organization heal from the pain of losing the other person. And often, this is what's going to bless you. One word, interim. Allow people to come on an interim basis so they can get to know you, you get to know them, give your organization the chance to feel them over before you just go full-fledged into hiring someone. Make sure you understand interim is absolutely a way to fulfill that person's job. At the same time, it doesn't put you on the hook permanently and you have to start this cycle all over again, all right? So you got to heal. The organization has to heal before you move into that. I really hope that this has been a blessing to you, and I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I, I'm just a believer that everybody comes into your life for a reason or a season, and sometimes you got to do this tough work of letting people go. You've got to know when to do it and how to do it, and I hope something has been said today to help some of you know how to release some of the people out of your life, off your organization, so that you can move forward and accomplish the things that you know God has given you to accomplish. So I am grateful for you. Make sure you let me know on 
Instagram that you were blessed. Let me know how this spoke to you. It's Joseph Walker, the number three. Share this podcast to as many people as you can and know that I appreciate you and I'm so thankful that you are connected. So I want you to have a wonderful day. As a next level leader, go out there and keep winning and know I'm pulling for you and praying for you. Until next time, you be blessed. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward 